We are the number one podcast for self-empowerment, the go-to podcast for people that are tired of living as a lesser version of themselves and who are ready to make a change in their lives and those around them. If you're tired of kneecapping your growth and settling for less than you know you deserve, this is the podcast for you. We are way too spicy, and this is the Success System Podcast. Welcome back to the Success System Podcast, brought to you by way too spicy and you, our supporters. In our last episode, we talked about reprogramming your beliefs and the importance of figuring out who you are and what you stand for. If you haven't already heard that episode, we highly recommend that you check it out. But with that being said, let's jump into this week's topic, the art of detachment, learning to let go. If you're someone who struggles with letting go of your past or someone who feels trapped in that box that your friends and family have placed you in, grab a seat and get ready to free yourself. As we dive into the first part of our four-part series on the art of detachment. So team, when you hear the term learning to let go, what do you think are the main things that someone looking to better themselves and work on their personal development needs to learn to let go of first? I think primarily um, in order to truly let go you have to evaluate what is in the moment, right? What are the things that served your former identity? And you have to really evaluate if those things are serving you this day, right now. And when I say things, it could be materialistic things like clothes, purses, cars, or it could be photos, memories, things that really keep you tied to the past version of yourself. What do you think, Amadeus? Letting go. It means so many things to so many people. But I think the biggest thing is learning to let go of the control of your own emotional self. And uh, what I mean by that is, you know, feeling anxious, feeling anxiety, feeling all these different types of emotions and thinking that you don't have to, you know, thinking that oh my God, why am I feeling like this? You know, I don't want to feel like this, but letting, really letting go of the moment of enjoying whatever emotion that comes to you in that, in that moment, that experience, it could be hate, could be jealousy, it could be rage, it could be love. And just taking a step to really look at it and it's like, why am I feeling this emotion? What's going on? Like what's going on in me right now? What are the environmental triggers or things that are happening to around me that are affecting me to have this experience but not letting it attach to yourself more than anything i mean by that is um i don't remember where where i got the quote but they talked about um the quote was about it wasn't a quote but i remember they talking about humans and i believe another animal are the only animal i don't remember the other animal but they're the only animals that carry on their traumas within them Mm 
And so one of the things we, I talk about for letting go is letting go of that trauma that's within you, right? So the trauma is usually the emotional experience that you went through and then you internalized and you kept for yourself. And so sometimes when we don't have that level of awareness of, you know, certain traumas that we honestly shouldn't even hold on to, but learning to process that and let it go and let it exit out of your body as an experience, as a moment in time and not really self-identifying with it. Because I think a lot of people self-identify with their past experiences, their traumas. And I don't think you should, you know, I think you should, and, and it's hard. Don't get me wrong. I, I think it's a, it's a process when you don't have all the tools available to you, but you know, really taking the time to process that emotion. Those emotions are very important and learning to let go of the need to control everything. Um, super important. Honestly, I love both of your responses and I feel like they really go hand in hand, right? Starting with what Sherry J was saying in really needing to let go of your old identity. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you can think back to a time where you genuinely did not believe that you were a person that was capable of doing something that you wanted to do, whether it be going out and becoming a certain type of person, chasing a certain degree, um, being a ideal partner, whatever the case may be. Everyone goes through these cycles of feeling that like they are just not good enough. You know, nowadays everyone's all saying, oh, I'm him. I'm her, right? But everyone can also think back to times when him and her were the last people they would identify themselves and identify themselves as. Right? And it's really when you start to shed that old identity and know that you're capable. You've always been capable. The only reason you weren't getting the results that you didn't have is because you weren't doing the actions. Right? So really learning to let go of the person who's quote unquote incapable of doing the actions. And doing the actions and worry about the becoming as the after effect. And I think that goes on very nicely with what Coach Amadeus was saying in the learning to let go of the emotional feelings that's tied to it. Because let's be honest, most of the times when people are afraid to do something, it's tied to a memory or series of memories when they failed in the past. Right? I know you can all relate to not wanting to do something because you've tried it before and it didn't work out the last time. Right, but also understand that you don't have to live out your past in the present. Just because it happened once doesn't mean it's going to happen again. And going off of that, um, you know, a lot of people in that experience, right, with that, it's just because it happened once, it's not going to happen again. A lot of people think it is going to happen again because what usually ends up happening is they run the same habit, the same pattern, and don't, don't change a single thing, and they end up getting the same result. And then they're like, oh, Oh, I just, it happened again, so it must be true. But at the end of the day, it's realizing you have to see things from a bird's eye view perspective more than anything. I think we're too focused in on ourselves and not really able to see the big picture. Yeah, to um, follow up on that, I, I agree, right? I think people sometimes downplay the power of their intentions and the power that their thoughts have. Right. Like you guys both said is, you know, people, people will hold on to former past experiences of things that did not go wrong. And they'll use that as an excuse to not show up to play, not show up to do the thing that they want to do. But like you said, Coach Amadeus, you know, it's the power of your intentions. Right. So if you think you're going to fail at something, then you are absolutely going to fail at it. Right. But if you believe in your heart that you can succeed at something, you know, just that that small belief, the size of a mustard seed, then you are already inviting that opportunity to win. 
but you have to change the way you believe your beliefs. You have to change the thoughts that you have. You have to change the way you speak to yourself. You have to change how you speak to people, right? When people ask you who you are and what you do, feel free to tell them who you are and what you do. In the beginning, people are going to probably say, who does she think she is? Who does he think he is? And don't feel some type of way about it because people will always project their insecurities and fears onto you. And it's not it's not anything bad for you. Right. People are going to always project, but just have that inner belief and know that you have the, the, the right to pursue what you want in life. And you have the right to surround yourself with people, things and experiences that serve you for a greater purpose in order to become the person you say you want to be. But you have to show up and you have to believe. Absolutely. And I think those are two very important things, showing up and your beliefs. And I think another aspect of your beliefs that is tremendously helpful when it comes to letting go is changing your belief that's tied to the action you're taking, right? How many people are out there who are only tied to the results of the thing that they want to do, right? People aren't worried about showing up every day and working on their skill. They just want to be that number one person in the industry, for instance, right? But stop attributing your success to your end result. And instead, tie a success, or how I like to call it, tie your wins to the taking of the action. For instance, the, the point of going to the gym on a daily basis is it's that one day you wake up and you have an absolutely amazing physique. The point of going to the gym every day is going to the gym every day, right? It's about who you become in the process. And more importantly, it's about showing up for yourself when you need you the most, mm-hmm. right? So really start reframing your beliefs around the things that scare you from getting a specific result to just doing the thing that scares you. Because the beauty of doing things that once scared you is that you quickly learn that the fear of failure is usually worse than any potential failure itself. And you'd be surprised at how many things you have hidden talents for that you're just too afraid to start and to do because you're too afraid of looking stupid. But newsflash, if you're listening to this, it doesn't matter what everybody else has to say about you. It doesn't matter what people think about you because no one's opinion matters but you because no one knows who the real you is. We talk about this all the time because it is a, it's just a fact of life. Until you are willing and ready to be your authentic self, you are going to struggle tremendously at doing things that fear you. But the beauty of stepping into your authentic self is that it's never too late to make today day one. Yeah. So I have a question for you guys, right? Um, For the audience members here who are ready to let go of the things that no longer serve them, right? They want to be detached, but they don't know how to detach or what steps they need to do. Can you share your experiences of how you started your the process of detaching? Absolutely. I'm happy to share my own experience. <clears throat> so for me, after my car accident, I like to think of it as a true rebirth in that I shed myself of all the labels that society placed on me, I shed myself all the roles I thought I held, and I started from scratch. And what I just, I just started taking actions that I felt aligned with who I felt I was and who I wanted to be. And rather than operating backwards from my belief and letting that dictate whether I thought I was doing the right or wrong thing, I took the action, saw how it made me feel, examined the impact that it had on society, and then decided, 
if it was something that was served me or if it did not serve me. And I just kept doing that process over and over, over and over and over again, continuing to do things that I felt were serving me in my best interests and no longer doing things that I didn't feel were serving me or my best interests. Because at the end of the day, in my opinion, if you're not becoming someone who you're proud to be with, someone who you personally would want to spend your free time with, you're doing yourself a disservice by becoming someone who you wouldn't even like. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, if you don't like you, it doesn't matter who likes you. You're never going to be happy. That's you're never going to feel fulfilled. right? You're never going to fully feel like you're pursuing your purpose the way that you really should be. I mean, at the end of the day, you only live once. And if there's one guarantee in life, it's that you're going to die someday. right? And it's really your choice. Are you going to live your life or are you going to merely exist waiting to die? Mic drop. We want to take a moment to thank you, our supporters, for your continued support. Your support helps us keep creating valuable content and serving our audience. If you believe in our mission and would like to contribute to our cause, please consider making a donation. Your contribution will go a long way in helping us continue to produce high-quality content and to reach more people with our message. Every donation counts, no matter how small. It's your support that allows us to keep creating high-quality content that inspires and motivates people to succeed. If you're enjoying the podcast and would like to support us, please consider donating at least $1. That's less than the cost of your daily cup of coffee or your daily commute, but it can make a huge difference in helping us to keep the podcast going. To donate, simply click on the link at the bottom of this episode's description. Thank you for your generosity and support. Remember, we're always looking for feedback and suggestions from you, our audience. If there's a topic you would like us to cover, or a guest you would like us to interview, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. But how, okay. you, how about yourself, Cher? Jay? Can you tell us a little about your own experience when it came to learning to detach? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for me, um, my process of detachment really started with evaluating my past experiences, right? I got to a point in life where I did all the right things. I went to school. I got the degree. I got the accolades. I did everything I was supposed to do. And I still felt empty. I still felt like I didn't, I wasn't really fulfilled in what I, and what I achieved in life. Um, and so that's what really helped propel my self-development journey. And in that process, I started really playing back the experiences that I had. Right. And specifically the ones that had negative outcomes. You know, I had to remove the the um, the process of using other people as scapegoats for my experiences, right? I would sit here and I'd point fingers like, this person did this to me, which is why it ended up like that. But if you think about it, when you point a finger at someone, you've got three pointing right back at you. And so I had to really evaluate what role did I play in these experiences? Who was I? What was I doing? What were my values? What was I speaking up on and what was I not speaking up on? And so for me, it all started with evaluating the things that I was taking in, right? What shows was I watching? What books was I reading? What music was I listening? What type of people was I surrounding myself with? And all of these things I had to really ask myself, are these things helping me helping to propel me to become my best self 
or are they comfortable and really holding me back in a place of stagnation? And so for me, um, like I said, I literally fell off the face of the planet. Like I had paused all of my social media accounts and I just really honed in on self. I spent more time with myself, not alone or by myself. I spent time with self to really evaluate what I wanted in life. And once I figured out what I wanted out of my life, I spent every day building the habits, creating the experiences to help me become the person I said I wanted to become. And so it wasn't easy for sure. Like there was a time when I'd watch love and hip hop, all these reality TV shows because they were entertaining. But like what good was that really serving me in the moment? Not, not any good. I can watch them now and not really internalize the material, right? Because I know who I am and I'm not going to be programmed by what I see. But I consciously make a choice to be like, okay, I don't really watch this type of programming anymore because I understand that if I don't program myself, the world will program me. And I know everything that I take in will subconsciously affect me. 100%. I feel like one common theme that we both talked about that I think is extremely important for any audience member who's listening right now is the intentionality with understanding that you have played a role in every single traumatic event you've ever gone through. I don't care if you've been cheated on, if you have been lied to, if you have been hurt, mm-hmm. if you have been betrayed. Those things happen to you because you played a role. You allowed someone to get comfortable enough in your life to feel like they could hurt you. And that's not that's not something that you should put your head down for, right? If you're going to feel bad about yourself, feel bad about yourself. It doesn't matter, right? Allow yourself to feel how you feel because your feelings are valid and your feelings are genuine. But when you're done throwing your pity party, get up and understand why you fell in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then when you get back on your feet, understand that you have the power to never allow someone to do you like that again. And that comes with your intentionality, right? Who are you hanging around with? Who are you granting access to your energy to? What are you allowing to come into your programming? Are you are you following the shade room? Are you looking? Are you watching love and hip hop? Are you only reading these gossip rags, or are you actually feeding your mind with things that are empowering, things that make you feel amazing, yeah. things that remind you of how exceptional you are? Yeah, right. You really have to understand that access to your energy is a privilege that everyone does not deserve access to. So stop treating your energy like a free giveaway because it is so unique and it is so important and you have the power to impact lives on a grand scale you just have to stop allowing other people to make you feel small stop allowing people who don't respect you to be around you and stop allowing yourself to blame other people because neither myself nor sherry j sat here and told you that it's, uh, it was everyone else's fault beforehand that we weren't doing what we were supposed to do. Yep. The first step has to be holding yourself accountable. And if you struggle with holding yourself accountable, that's okay. Find someone who you trust, someone who genuinely has your best interests at heart, and ask them to hold you accountable because this person genuinely cares about you and they genuinely want to see you win. They won't have an issue with intentionally playing a role in helping you to become the best version of yourself. Absolutely. Community is everything. Mm -hmm. I just thought of um, 
there's like this quote that's circling Instagram right now. You know, these things, they always go viral. It was, um, raise the cost for people to have access to you and add tax to it, right? Knowing that you are an exceptional being, Mm -hmm. you are enough, you are more than enough. Why would you allow someone who is going to take from you access to your energy, access to your life? It doesn't make sense. 100%. You know, you got to remember, you have an energy bank. And you have to stop letting people show up every single day and just make withdrawals. Mm. At the end of the day, you would not give someone your debit card and let them bleed you dry. I don't care how much money you have. You're not giving someone that ability to just drain you with nothing in return. So why are you allowing people to do that with your energy? Why are you allowing people to play with your self-esteem? Why are you allowing people to tell you that you're incapable of doing something that they've never even tried doing themselves? Yeah. And we're talking about, we're really touching upon a lot of like the people around you in the sense of like your friends, relationships, but this goes with everything in life, right? Mm -hmm. Your employer, your coworkers, your cousins, your friends, your parents, everybody, everybody. You can't just place boundaries and enforce them for one set area of your life and then allow people to do whatever they want in the other areas of your life. Because we always say here at way too spicy is if you set a boundary and you don't reinforce it, it becomes a suggestion. And you know what people do with suggestions? They don't listen. They choose to follow it or not. So continuously to reinforce those boundaries in all areas of your life. It's going to be scary. It's going to be frightening. Good. Mm -hmm. It's challenging you to grow. hundred percent. No matter how scary it may be, how frightened you might be, or how impossible in an individual moment your success seems, just remember you're capable. You've always been capable. You've always had everything you need to do it. And you have everything that you need in the moment that you're doing something to succeed. You just have to believe, keep showing up for you, and remember why you started. Mm -hmm. Because as long as you keep that why top of mind all the time, it doesn't make it any easier but it gives you a reason to keep fighting, right? There's a reason you climb to the top of a mountain, and that's because the view from the top is always better than the trials of the climb. So remember that, because you're capable. You're enough, and we believe in you. And with that, we're actually going to wrap up this episode. As always, please feel free to connect with us. Reach out. We would love to hear your story. We would love to continue to build community with you. You can reach out to us on the on our podcast page at Success System Podcast on Instagram, or you can reach out to myself personally at I am Coach DT. That is D as in Dave, T as in Thomas, and that is both on Instagram and TikTok. And you can reach out to me on Instagram. You can find me at I am Sherry J. That is S H E R R I J. And I am Coach Amadeus. A-M-A-D-E-U-S. I'll catch y'all next episode. And as always, this has been the Success System Podcast. We are way too spicy, and we will see you next time. Keep it spicy, y'all.